Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Midweek Fix from the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav and with me tonight I have got Emma, Kev and Shawnee, on tonight's show, we're going to talk about the quadruple um, fate or fantasy. I'm going to get the lads to tell me what they think. I'm going to talk uh, about uh, Man City, who are up next for the Reds. We're going to have a big chat around Trent Alexander-Arnold. And um, anything else that comes into the chat. But I'd like to start with Shawnee. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, it's been a while. I can't remember the last time I was on a pod. I think we were doing one of them blatant stupid Drafts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you had a fit that night, man. I'm not doing this fucking podcast anymore. Go fuck yourselves. I think that's what I, I watched. Literally. I oh, no, yeah. literally. Well, now it's good to be back. Good stuff. But, Shawnee, um, I want to ask you, the Ev, um, two penalties tonight, two one up at half time, lose 3 2. Um, you are of the belief that that is them done. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not even going to be trying to be witty or funny about a guy. I told. Well, I said weeks ago, when they didn't beat Watford at home, I thought they were done. Because I'm, I'm looking at these fixtures now and the way they're playing out. And Wolves, Wolves at home, was it? Wol- no, I think they did Wolves and Watford, didn't they? No, they did Wolves and then Newcastle. They, they ended up beating Newcastle. Yeah, well, even then, the, the late winner against New, Newcastle hasn't done anything for them because what, what it looked like at the time, Gav, to me, was... They weren't fighting. They weren't battling. Um, and pff, you look now and being deadly serious about it, you look now and I just don't see where that next point comes from. Like, they Burnley are shite. They're crap. They're not even, they're not even the Burnley that we've come to know where Torfmar is a difficult place to go. It, it hasn't been. Everyone's beaten them there this year. They're shy. Everything are absolutely shy. And I think the problem is they've zero fight in them. And I don't think, like, Lampard doesn't have the chops to manage any Premier League club, never mind everything. I think they're in big, big trouble, to be honest with you. You're watching all this talking to me here. Um, fucking, I don't, I don't see Gav, where that points come from, honestly. Uh, I, even think so, I even think one of the teams could give them points. Sorry, we've lost Shawnee there. Uh, he's frozen. He'll knock himself off and come back on. His watch has obviously interfered with the signal. Um, 
Kev, you're still there. Right, mate. Yeah, yeah good just good about. Stuff, good stuff. Just about, so, yeah. Kev, while Shiny gets himself sorted, um, they look... I said a couple of weeks ago, I think they're gone. Um, I did say if they lost at the weekend and lost this one tonight, they're gone, and I have to stick by that because they're in a great position there tonight, and they managed to fuck it up. And it's just... You know, it's, it's, um, for me, I don't know where they go from here. But I think their only hope, I genuinely think their only hope is those Leicester games. Because I just don't trust Brendan Rodgers to go and put everything to the side like he should. Well, I was flicking between all three games tonight and I settled on the Chelsea one in the end because that was a bit end to end. It was a good game. So, but the bits of the Burnley Everton game that I saw, Everton looked fairly in control in the first half. They were going okay. And even at, when they got the penalties, you know, I thought, look, once you get ahead, Burnley will fall away. But they never. And it was the opposite in the end. They Their heads went. And like Sean, Sean was spotting, they'll get up and go, got up and fucked off. They had no, they had no, uh, they had no fight about them. They had no bottle. They had no plan. They switched, they've switched to a back five because of the amount of suspensions they've got. And they look like they're playing with strangers. You know, everyone is trying to do it on their own. And some of them are trying to play for moves and trying to do to showboat, like Richarlison is. Calvert Lewin looks like he's never played up front in his entire life. The ball's just bouncing off him. He's got no luck whatsoever. And he just doesn't look arsed. And that's a scary thing. If you're an Everton fan and they don't look bothered. And you see it at the end when the final whistle went, they went and laid down on the ground and you know, poor me syndrome sets in. But the reality is the, he's thrown the players under the bus every game for the last three or four games. And they've just went, well, look, we're getting well paid. We'll get a move somewhere else. Someone will take a punt on a lot of those players. And they'll just move on. They will move on somewhere else. They they don't care. And when you have a when you have a, a playing staff who just genuinely don't care, you, you're in worse trouble. At least Burnley look like they give a shit because the players who've been there for for a good while look like they actually want to be there, and they look like they're trying. It might not work all the time, but they're trying at least, and they look like they're putting in a shift. You know, it's they've had so many players there for so long now. They can't chuck in the towel, and they've been there and done it. And that's what tonight's win will give them. You know, Everton had to get something out of tonight. Tonight was the most important one because their next run of six is terrible. Yeah, I know. I know they have Brentford and they've Watford and stuff to come, but I think that might be in the last couple of games of the season when it might be gone too yeah. far. Shani, you back with us? I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, before I move on to Emma, they don't look like they're fighting them, Shani. And they don't look like they have a guy to organise them. Like someone says there, the Antio says, if they kept Rafa, they'd be home and dry. The club is a shit show. Like, before I move on to Emma, Sean, I'll give you another go at this. I think you're right. They just don't look like they're organised. Actually, organised for a fight. That's what they don't look like they are. Gab, it starts at the top. Like, they, they're a water-run football club in England. If not, one of the, and... The, like, people think if they stay up, it's all rousy. They are in deep shit no matter what happens because 
they are going to be the club that the Premier League or the FA make an example out because the club has just been so poorly run. It's just been neglect from top to bottom. And if they were go down, I'm not going to say the words fear the worst because if I'm being completely honest, I couldn't give a rat's ass what happens to them uh, if they were to go down. But you're looking at a Sunderland job, genuinely. You're looking at probably having to bring all academy players through the plane. I'd imagine some of them players have no European football clauses in their contract. Never mind fucking championship clauses. They are in deep shit. And the thing is, the likes of Burnley, the likes of Leeds, a few of their lads would have tasted championship football and playoff football and to be in the mix at this end of the season, playing big important games, Burnley relegation fights, Leeds and promotion battles. They will have the goal for that. Everton won't. Everton are full of players who are nowhere near as good as they think they are and it's just as simple as that and it's they are in a in dire need they need to sack Lampard genuinely they need to even get a manager in like Sam Allard and I, I can't believe I'm saying this I cannot believe I'm saying it but it's, Lampard is even incapable of setting a team up to play percentage football gap. But the but you see the the, the and, can't and, look. I I've said it. I've well, said no, right. Probably can't afford it, Gav. No, not not about afford it. Not even about afford it. I said it. Um, going back last week, they're in dire need of a manager to keep them up, and I said it again tonight. Right. But you have to remember the circumstances around Frank Lampard's appointment. They were going to go for the guy. Um, I know, Gab, right. but that, that's and all. And what they done was they listened yeah, to the yeah, fans, know, and yeah, the fans yeah, kicked yeah, and screamed. The fans, but, and now the fans can't even turn them. Gav, you're looking at you're looking at the beat. Look how poorly run they are, right? They sell they sell Dinier, right for twenty five million based on Rafa. They got rid of Yama and Brands based based on Rafa, and then two weeks later they sacked Benitez. Mm-hmm. They sacked Benitez. After making that, after backing him to the hill, because that's exactly what they did. They got rid of the director of football, and they fucked Dinye. They got twenty four million on him. They got rid of him because it was literally like Rafa goes, "I don't want him." They got him out. It was like they were going to back Rafa. And to be honest with you, if they had a stuck with Rafa, they would have been safe by now. Mm. Yeah, because he would have got something out of him. But I, I genuinely think they they're gone because when you look at the game. I don't see where they're going to get results. Well, Emmett. Oh, Neil says here, their next five is United at home. I think it's Leicester at home, Liverpool away, Chelsea at home, and then Leicester away. They play Leicester twice in the last nine. That's an awful run of games. My my fear over this, um, if I, and I, I've, I've no issue with everything going down, by the way. Um, and people saying, oh, well, you know, um, the derby and all, fuck that. If it was the other way around, they would absolutely be crawling over themselves to see us go down. So, um I'm worried about the Leicester stuff because Leicester are the only team that they have to play twice to have nothing really to play for. And Brendan Rodgers is just a model to give them something. But Emmett, taking it just on its merits, where those teams are in the league, like Leicester, have they got an outside chance of Europe? Maybe they do, I'm not too sure. But Liverpool are going for a title. Chelsea have to keep going, defend off a possible charge from behind them with regards to fourth. Um, United have to win at the weekend. There's, there's just no doubt about it. The teams are coming up against them, and I know they have to play Watford, and I know they have to play Brentford, but they, even the last day of the season, they have to go to Arsenal, who could need something for the top four. The way it's fallen, and the way the teams around them need something in a bad, bad way, just doesn't look good for them, because all these teams will have either A, quality, or B, 
the will to absolutely fight for their lives against them. I know they have the likes of Brentford towards the end of the season, but it's going to be done by then. I think it is already done, like what Shani said. I think they're they're gone. I said it last week. Once you're in free fall, it's very hard to turn it around. And we said that <clears throat> teams down that end, the Burnleys, the Norwiches, the, I know Norwich as good as gone as well, the Wofford's, the Leeds, they've all been in dogfights before. And tonight proved that. Burnley scrapped their way back from being 2-1 down and got their win, got their three points. They know how to... Just to went to the autopilot, like didn't they? Exactly, but that, that, but like they're never not at the bottom. <laughs> so that's, that's at the, this this stage of the season. So they, they literally just reverted to type and scrapped for their lives and got back and got their three points. Uh, Everton don't know how to do that. I think it was Kev said that they were probably playing as individuals. You don't need to play as individuals when you're scrapping for your life. You need to play as a team. You need to play for each other. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think they're as good as gone. You may give them the three points for Brentford if you want, but it'll be done by then, I think. Yeah, like, because do you know the one thing that keeps sticking in my head, right? And I'm going to have a look right here while I'm talking to you is it's Watford that keeps standing out to me. Like, Watford have games there, right? Now, they're not in great form, Watford. But if you look at their next four, right? They're home to Leeds, home to Brentford, okay, away to Man City, home to Burnley. Do you know what I mean? Home to Everton after they're away to Crystal Palace. Home to Leicester, who he said are probably only the one of the few teams in the league that have nothing to play for. And away to Chelsea on the last day. But I don't know how it gets there. I actually don't know how it gets to that because, like, calling out Everton's matches in full, right? They've been beaten tonight. Home to United on Saturday. Home to Leicester. Away to Liverpool. Home to Chelsea. Away to Leicester. Away to Watford. Home to Brentford. Home to Palace. Uh, away to Arsenal. And there's another Leicester game in there somewhere as well. No, that's in there already. So... <coughs> Have you look at this weekend, Roy, just... I think Everton just, are probably hoping that this goes down to the second last game of the season. Just, they're still in it. Gav, to, to, to go on with your point there, like you're looking at next four or five games. Just look at look at the weekend coming up, Roy. Look at the way the fixtures have thought. Yeah. Watford play Leeds. Yeah. Only play Norwich. Yeah. Everton play United. They yeah. could literally be level on points with second bottom of the league. Yeah. And if not, it means if Leeds be if Leeds are to be Watford, it means they're pulled away. Yeah. Don't catch them. So it, that, they are in the Moya now. They are in the Moya. And to be honest, they could be United the way the way they are. But But this is the United side, Shani, that's sitting seventh and could adrift the fourth. You know you'd have to win at the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, but that, this is the thing with like, I'm looking there. I just, I can't say it for them. I genuinely can't. Like, Burnley will fight. They have a method. I don't know what type of football ever. I don't know what style of football ever them play. I genuinely, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I watched bits of that game tonight, like Kev. I couldn't tell you what they got two penalties. I don't. They didn't create much else other than that. No. Nothing. That, that, that I, I genuinely and you know what else is happening the, the injuries are piling up for them as well and they've had a few red cards that discipline is all over the shop they are like free falling and the, and the other side of it you've got as well is volume of games they're yeah. not used to playing Saturday, Wednesday Saturday, Wednesday Saturday, Wednesday and they uh, want to get used to it Kev because and that's what's coming now. the championship and oh, they God, haven't yeah. got they haven't got the squad it's 48 no. games 46 or 48 46. games 46 yeah 
And it's it's every other day. It's it's literally in and out. Yeah. And that's what happens when the so-called clubs that are too big go down. They can't cope with the games that they haven't got the squads. They can't they can't reconstruct the the, the squad quick enough. It's it's they are in well, they, big they, shit. They play they play on Saturday against United. They don't play them for another um another ten days because of the FA Cup weekend, right? But they then have the twentieth of April, twenty-fourth of April. They have a week after the first of May, seventh of May, eleventh of May, fifteenth of May, nineteenth of May. Like they literally have from the first of May to the twenty second of May, they've won two, three, four, five, six games in twenty days. And that's the thing, Gav, everyone was going on about Arsenal being cut and dry for a top four and everything having all everything having all these games in hand. It 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 means fuck all if you can't put the points on the board. Look look Arsenal are right back in it now. At the losing one game. Yeah. And but it's because of who they have to play. Exactly. Same with, you look at Burnley, Burnley and Watford are going someone out of those two is taking points because they have to yeah. play each other. Exactly. And in the meantime, Everton are running into, into brick walls. Yeah. So no matter what happens, they're getting caught by someone, whether it be yeah. Burnley or Watford, someone is catching them. And then the other side of it is the ones above Everton are pulling away. If they're not being pulled away, Whoever is Watford, who are playing Leeds, are catching them again. So they're caught between the devil and the deep blue sea. Mm. Whether they look up or they look down, someone is going to get them. <laughs> well, look. Hilarious. <laughs> one word what? answer. One word answer right now. Do everything as it stands, in your opinion, go oh, down. Kev. Holy shit. Yeah, Just saying, Tony McFay's comment there, Gaff. Jesus Christ. Sean, Sean Oh, hold on. I'll put it up on the screen for you. That's my Wow. <laughs> Sean Deutsch to BBC Sport I said at half time I'm not sure how everything know how to win a game lads fuck me that's dire um, wow yeah well there you go um, some uh, people in, uh, Steve McDonald says jobs in the city of Liverpool um, in re- response to me saying I've no problem if they go down there's more uh, chance uh, of them losing listen listen that always comes up as an argument right there's more chance of these people losing their jobs because of the way their club is being run Exactly. Right. Yeah. Regardless of what league or division they're in or how successful they are, they're yeah, posting I mean, 350 million losses for the last three yeah. years and they're trying to scramble it around to make it look like the stadium is, is what's causing this. And it's clearly fucking not. It's not. No. Um, so when people lose their jobs, it won't be the fact that, oh, they went down and that's why they lost their jobs. They'll probably tell you that it's not that. Because what happens is, as soon as you, that happens, you see playing staff getting cut. But you, you, the things you don't see is the backroom staff and the you know all the staff around the club start to get cut all over the place. So it's not actually about go, going down plays apart, but the way that club is being run, um, you know, me or anyone else wanting everything to go down, or you know, saying no problem if they go down. It that's, look that has that's a secondary thing with the way this club is being run because I know these Everton fans that will tell you honestly what's going on and when they speak to you honestly they go it's an absolute shit show from top to bottom and do you know what I was talking to one the other day and he said I fucking wish they weren't building that stadium and I said why he said because I'll tell you why it's masking so much at that club at the moment everything keeps being pointed back to the stadium and let's get to the stadium and he said and there's no point in going to the stadium because all you're doing is posting loss after loss after loss but look uh, quick one more answer. Kev, do everything go down? Yep. Shawnee? Yep. Emma? Yep. I fully agree. Four, four, four. Um, 
Tonight in the Champions League, Real Madrid um, were really good against Chelsea. A 3-1 win. Benzema getting another hat-trick in that game. Um, uh, Rudiger absolutely bottled out of a challenge with Benzema for the third, which was uh, glorious. There you go. They have a 3-1 uh, lead. The last time I looked, Villarreal were 1-0 up in injury time against Bayern. I think finished it finished like that. Um, Bayern Munich had 25 shots in the game when I looked for it uh, just before the end. But Villarreal take a 1-0 win to the Allianz, uh, the Allianz next week. Um, so that's air side of the draw. Um, we've spoken about Boney. Um, I want to mention Mitrovic at Fulham, who scored his 38 goal in 36 uh, championship games tonight. I know it's a championship, but that's fucking some serious going. He's absolutely tearing um, the record for top goal scorer apart in that league this season. Yeah. But let's move on. I want to have a quick chat because we had a 3-1 win over Benfica last night. Um, we've won foot in the semi-finals. We go up against Man City on Sunday, which we'll talk about in a little minute as well. Um, I want to talk about quadruples. Fate, like you feel like this is happening, or fantasy, or a bit of both. Emma, I'll come to you first. I think it's it's fate. Like look what what look what the team has done over the last couple of seasons. Look at the runs they've gone on, and it, it is probably one of, if not the best Liverpool side ever. And um, so I don't think for one second that it's fantasy. Uh, definitely fate. I can I can see them doing. I'm not going to say they could do it easy. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm fully on board with them actually doing it. Um, the pathway helped a little bit in the Champions League, the, the look at the draw kind of. Um, I know we have to go up against City in the FA Cup, but I like even looking at City recently. I just think if we can, I think those games, the two games against City are going to be won and lost in the midfield. Um, I don't think that. Well, depending on whether Diaz comes back, and even at that, I don't think he's that. Is as good as they make him out to be. Um, I think our options up front uh, completely outweigh their options up front. So I think, and our defence will completely outweigh their defence. So I think the midfield is where these games are going to be won and lost. And if we can win that, I think we, we win both games. Okay. Um, do you feel, though, if, if we were to beat City at the weekend and go and beat them the following weekend, the FA Cup, you feel that? It's absolute fate, and this this is this is absolutely <clears throat> like you know. It's 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 absolutely on. Yeah, I look. Even Klopp said it himself today. Even if you beat City at the weekend, that doesn't mean anything. Like there's banana skins in there, um. So it's not gonna take the foot off the gas if you beat City, and that's it. It's a done, done, done and dusted. Um. But yeah, look, they're the two biggest roadblocks at this moment in time. Well, Bayern if they come back against Villarreal. But we've beaten Bayern before in the Champions League. I'm not even sure whether the team at the moment is as good as the team that we beat in the Champions League. Um, so there's three games, I think, are the bumps in the road, but we have more than enough to actually just run over those bumps. Shani, um, you know me. I, I've, I'm, I'm, no one will convince me for a second that we're not winning all four trophies here because I just, when Liverpool get going, um, and I mean, but what I mean by that is that the eleven you put on the pitch, the squad, the manager, backroom staff, the the stadium, the fans in it. Once they smell something, they're all over it, and they won't let go of it for love, no money. Um, is it still a bit of fancy in your mind, though? Because there is those roadblocks that Emma speaks speaks about. Okay, if I've been, if I've been entirely honest, this season has been fantasy. If yeah. you look at how it's played out for Liverpool, like. Um, 
I, I've been like bleeding. See, it's getting to the stage now where you can see everything. And we spoke about this loads of times. So it's kind of like if you're in the NFL playoffs or the NBA playoffs, you're in brackets and you can see the games you have to win to get to the end sort of thing. And we're, we're in the end game now in the sense where we know exactly who we might or might not play to have to win these trophies. But one thing that we do know is that I'm at the end like playing Dustin Hoffman and Rayman the last few days, just, sitting here and just flinging, <laughs> flinging two picks around the gap. <laughs> like playing uh, like your man out of uh, Game of Thrones, just walking every 20 minutes. <laughs> and I, the way I see it is, Gav, we have, right, I'll put it out there, right? About, we're the two best teams in Europe. All right? They're the two best teams in the world at the moment. I don't think there's any disputing that it's it's us and City and we'll have to play them we play them a minimum twice before now and the end of May and it, it's going to decide the trophies and lower of averages means we'll win one of them games and we'll lose one of them games we could win both we could lose both so you'd be a fucking idiot to tell anybody we can't do it. But at the same time, if someone told you it might not happen, you couldn't really argue it either way because it's come, I think it was 11 centimetres or something. It's come down to it in the past between those two. 11 millimetres, yeah. Millimetres even. Sorry. Sorry. Jesus, I'm being... It, it's been so... It's been so tight. And I do feel like momentum is with us. And I do... I get the sense of this team, Gav, of never panic. Don't panic. We don't panic. This team don't panic. Last night, we go 2-1 down. We have a bad 10 minutes. Or we go 2-1 up. We have a bad 10 minutes, but always in control sort of thing. Loads of options from the bench to change it. Like, we're in a position now where there's people talking about dropping Mo Salah for the weekend. Yeah. What does it say? For how strong this team is at the moment, and you yeah. are giggling, lads. But this is no, this is no, that's, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's the truth. Yeah, yeah. It's like, lads, if you're picking that team on form, Salah and Mane on play the weekend. Yeah, Mane maybe. If you're picking it on absolute form, Salah doesn't start. Yeah, do, do, no. do you get what I'm saying? I think so, you. Pro- like, I think you probably play. Team. I think you probably play Mane, Jota, Diaz on See, form. What happens is now is you get to the stage where you're either convincing yourself why it will happen or why it won't happen. But mm-hmm. if you're looking at it's 14 to play, all right? We can lose against Benfica next week. We can be beaten 1 0 again, all right? So you, you really don't have to win 14. You, you can win 12. You can draw You can draw one of the semi finals, all right? We're right in a gaff. We really are. This Sunday, very much like the Carabao Cup final was, is the springboard for the final straight, I feel. I feel if we beat City on Sunday, I, I genuinely I can't see anyone stopping us across any part. Because we will, if we have the potential to fucking maul them this weekend. Genuinely, we do. We, we've seen it. We haven't. We haven't played well for ages. It looks like we go two and up and take the foot off the gas. I'm just wondering if we are being primed for this. I really we're, hope I think we look like we're in control. If, if we 
go out there on Sunday and beat them, you're going to have everyone going. Jesus Christ. It's sort of like everything realising that they're going down. It'll be a realisation that, oh my God, these are going to do this, aren't they? Yeah. And there's fuck, there's little or all, there's, fucking, there's fuck all anyone can do about it, I feel. Genuinely, if you keep the three boys fit, Virgil, Alison, and Fabinho, good luck. Genuinely. I, 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 I just feel like it's... It's in our hands. I can't pay. It's fuck. This is bonkers. This is fantasy stuff. It's mad. Genuinely. I'd, I'm not sure I could watch us play. If we win the league, right? And we have to play City in an FA Cup, in a European Cup final. We're going to Paris. We're already booked. I'll be in some blame patisserie eating shortcakes or something. I won't be watching that game. Yeah, you'll be, yeah, you be rocking in a chair somewhere, won't you? Yeah. I'd be shaking like a shit yeah. dog. You'd be on a bleeding. You'd be on a deck chair under the fucking under the Eiffel Tower, just sweeping yeah, hands, going like and not having a bar at this game. Just, um, just show show up and give it all. And a big thing about me is Van Dyke put out after the Watford game the other day. Relax, enjoy the ride. Hmm. This group of players and Allison is telling you last night after three one win that we um, we need to improve. They're in a they're in complete control, Gav, of their own destiny, and they know that. And they know that. Well, Pep has been rattlers for the last few weeks with mad shy coming out of them all. They will play that bollocks off. Don't get me wrong. That's, these, these are, they're shy to watch, but they're such a good side. Let's make no bounds about it. Yeah, they're mechanical. So are we. Yeah. Um, Jeremiah, oh, sorry. Um, I want. I don't want to miss this one. Uh, Jeremiah's biggest fear is beating City and dropping points against Spurs United. Shawnee's, uh you never walk alone. Ninety seven says Shawnee's getting them horny now. Um, so there you go. Um, someone did mention that um, Kev has to get a Vidal style mohawk, um, which he has mm-hmm. agreed to if Liverpool do the quadruple. But Kev, Shawnee touched on something there, and people in the chat being about being primed for this, right? And you've said over the last while we haven't really played overly well in the last probably five, six games, wherever it might be, whatever you want to pick, four, five, six, doesn't matter. But, Kev, like last night showed me something where we made a mistake. We were a bit all over the place for 15. That's fine. It's a European Cup quarterfinal. That's fine. But we just managed it then and went, 2-1, grand. And we just managed this game. And if you give me another chance, we make a fucking three. And we walk away. Does it look like you, like they're being primed, Kev? They're just, they're, it's like, you know, they, they they look like to me, and I'm gonna I'll put it to you, I'll put it, I'll tell you what I think before you answer. Yeah. They look like something to me, you know, when an engine's ticking over. And when an engine's ticking over and you're going, I can just hear something in it, just hear something not right. That not that something not, it's just not perfect, not pouring. And then someone just lashes a bit of oil or, or fucking something and bang. It's being primed like a like a race car going out onto the track. We keep it to the last minute and then we're going to put it out there at its absolute optimum. In the last five minutes of a qualifying, I'll put it in your terms, Kev. At the last five minutes of a qualifying session, um, that's what it looks like to me, Kev. It, not that they're not playing well, they're just playing within themselves for when the, the big bang comes and then they just go, right, final stretch, 10 games, bang, whatever. Here. What do you yeah. think? Well, we said after a post-match there a while back when we were in cruise control and confident in the back four, the ability to defend the lead, get ahead, and the ability to defend the lead is huge. Their confidence, and it's not an arrogance, it's confidence in their ability to hold leads and to manage games against sides that they know aren't on the level. 
good like Benfica last night, some good players and one or two really, really good players. But in general, nothing that wasn't out of the ordinary. It's still fantasy, let's be realistic. It is a fantasy. No one has ever done this for a reason. All right. It but it's is fate n- catching up. It's fate catching up with fantasy. No, I think reality is catching up with it. The fact that it's possible. Wow. Just because it's a fantasy doesn't mean it's not a reality. Now, I watched the boot room, uh, the boot room um, documentary last night, and you watch <sighs> those set of players with those that manage, management and coaching staff try to achieve what we're trying to do. And they did a treble. They did a League Cup, a European Cup, and a League, I think, in, in 84. And that was arguably our best ever side, in my opinion. Growing up, anyway, it was an untouchable side. It was brilliant. And this side is capable of going one better. And it is capable of it. But to get there, let's be honest here, Real Madrid are very good tonight. Bayern Munich are a very, very good side. So are Man City. Spurs, United, all have dangerous players that play for them and are capable of getting a result. We will have to be very, very good. And at some point, I think we're going to absolutely tonk someone. And I'd love that to happen sooner rather than later because we've been primed for it now for a while. We've been managing games and coasting in games and I just want to see these chances that we're creating. And we are creating plenty of chances in games. Start taking chances. I want more to start taking the chances that he's making for himself. He's getting in great positions and he's still always getting in great positions. It's just not clicking for him. Eventually, it's going to click for him and someone's going to get on the right end of him, big hiding. And the sooner that happens, the better. Because I think for me, anyway, it'll settle me down. Because I think playing it the way we are in third gear for so long, that you know, that can we can keep saying that it's third gear. Maybe it's not third gear. Maybe this is the level that they're at now, and they need. They might need to be able to put the foot down, and there's nothing there. That's a problem. That could be a problem. I don't know. We need to see it. We haven't gone behind in such a long time. You know, I think 19 games in a row now where we've not conceded a goal in the first half. That's mental stuff. That shit does, doesn't doesn't happen in normal times. So that's what makes me think this fantasy can turn into a reality. We're so good at the back. But at the same time, I just want to see us convert more of these chances you know you, yeah you, and it comes back to the clinical yeah. thing you want you want us to you know we're if we're making eight chances we're probably taking two you want yeah. to see us taking three three will do if you up that by 50 percent, if you up your success rate by 50 percent, yeah. three goals in a game is is huge especially with the way we defend and the way we keep clean sheets and you know we don't concede a hell of a lot of goals it mentally destroys sides it does it when a side goes behind at anfield when it, when the side goes one 0 down, the heads really drop now. Where it was, remember a few years ago when we were streets ahead in the league. Once you go down to a Liverpool side, there's no way back. At best, you might get a draw if you keep it to one. That's why sides like Watford try and stay in the game for as long as humanly possible and give it a go before, for five at the and end. give it a go for five or ten minutes at the end. Yeah. In the hope that they might get something. And so what if you can see the second one? Big deal. Yeah. The worst thing to do is open up on the half hour when you're 1-0 down and get absolutely slaughtered. So, but that's a mentality thing as well, where we're almost mentally destroying sides. They know that one mistake and one goal down, they're done. Mm. Um, 
just looking ahead to see, you know, I know the lads on Friday night will do a proper preview. Um, it'll probably take up most of the show on Friday night, um, <coughs> Liverpool and Man City. Um, but who am I to say they run that show, not me? Um, but Emma, I'll come to you. Just, we're over the Benfica game. We know what's coming. We know what's City, Benfica, City. But you can only take one at a time. You know, the sort of way. You don't know what if someone gets sent off and suspended, injured, whatever it might be. How are you feeling? At the moment, just about, you know, we're four days out from City now, aren't we? Uh, yeah, four days out from City. How are you feeling? Do you feel confident? Do you see things in City where you go, chance to get at them? Like people I mentioned in the chat there, defenders missing. Um, that bench didn't look great the other, last night. Stuff like that. Is it a good time to be playing City? Yeah, I, th- I think it is. And I, I was just going to say when, when Kev was talking there, we the last time we went behind, I think, was against Norwich uh, in February. And this team never panics. You never see them panic. But we've seen City panic. We've seen City losing the rag at each other. I think it was in the Southampton game or the Crystal Palace game. Um, When things aren't going their way, they try and force things. We don't ever seem to force it. We're kind of comfortable in our own skin and we know our capabilities and we, we take our time. We're patient. City seem to try and force things. And I just think... It is. We're more relaxed. Our players are talking about being excited for the running. City players are talking about us. Do you know what I mean? It's we are like what you said. We're primed and just taking over. And Kev is right. We, this might be our gear, but it's doing us all right up till now. So I can't see why it wouldn't do us all right uh, going forward. In terms of Saturday, or sorry, Sunday. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I won't go as far as saying confident. Look, I was talking to somebody today, and I think Shani said it himself there. This game, could we, we could go and absolutely spank them. It could be a, a draw. They could spank us. Like This game has can could go any way, but I'm more, more so leaning towards us actually beating them for the reasons I said earlier on. Um, I wouldn't want to be City having to go to Atletico with only a 1-0 lead either next week. So whilst we're looking at one game at a time, and we can afford to because we're three one up. Still, wouldn't be taking an, an an eye off that game, but we we are looking at one game at a time. I think Pep will have to have one eye on the return leg against Atletico, especially going to their place. It would be maybe if they were coming back to the Etihad, um, they could maybe concentrate more so on the game on Sunday. He will be concentrated on it, but he'll definitely have one eye on it. So for that reason, I'm a little more excited about going into Sunday because I think we go in a little bit more relaxed whereas they, they I think they'll have one eye on, on the return leg against Atletico we um, we win a league we win the European Cup in 2019 and we win a league in 2020 and last season was kind of like one of those where you just shake your head and go fuck's sake you know like the injuries and stuff like that but we still managed to come toward in the league despite everyone thinking it was hilarious how bad we got at one stage and what we had available to us but um we still come toward and you know the point is being made on this on this podcast and channel an awful lot about liverpool ticking boxes this season you know they take they took names and they're they're handing out receipts now this year you know um but the, but shawnee Emma touches on something there about, you know, they have one eye on this and they have one eye on that. How big is that? Because Liverpool do look like they're not riding, not riding the crest of a wave where you think they're real big underdogs and they're riding this crest of a wave and if it ha- doesn't happen, ah, you know, what, whatever. But Liverpool look like they're just very comfortable in themselves. 
Um, every game at a time. Benfica will deal with next Wednesday or whatever night it is. Where the City are talking about Liverpool an awful lot. Have got Atletico Madrid. Like to overthink things. Look like they not that they look like they're panicking, they're bringing football side, but how big is that, Shawnee? How is it just Liverpool seem relaxed and excited, whereas City seem to be a little bit tender at the minute. And you said something earlier, Shawnee, where you said this could be the, the launch launch pad for, for the rest of the season. It really could, couldn't it? I'm just thinking it really could. It could it could actually determine a couple of competitions here this result on Sunday. It's kinda like it's for want of a better term, it's kinda of like ice and fire at the moment, I think, between City and Liverpool. I think we seem way more in check and control of our emotions than than they do. Um I think that's a great point that Emmett made about our players just talking about enjoying it. I think Thiago spoke very candidly uh, last week saying when he was on his break he spoke to friends about Elvala's years and fuck now you're talking about Thiago who was one or all nearly twice you know like he's saying he's never been in a position in his career where he was in April and everything was on the table and how exciting it is and how together they are and the team now the drill now the drill with you've got Laporte saying mad things like you got you've, you've Bernardo going for the back You'd Pep's stupid comment about his approach to the game was going to be against Atletico that they were going to play with 12 men. Just silly, not composed. I don't know. I, I think if he scored first on, on Sunday, yeah, they seem to now only have one way of playing. Uh, it, it's boy line, pull it back, look for pick for something up or De Bruyne to come up with a bit of magic these games are fine margins and fine margins the strikers make the difference and we have literally players queuing up to make the difference for us whereas they're saying they don't have any forwards when he won't play Gabby Jesus I don't know why like because he'd play centre forward for for nearly every other club in the league I'd imagine if if it wasn't City or Liverpool so I just feel I feel we we're a bit more the killer. We they don't like this city. Don't like this. They like to be ahead. They're, they're great. Yeah, we at, we buzz off it, and they are running away with it. But I don't feel they have the stomach for this fight, Gav. I genuinely don't. They they've been crap when I've watched them. I mean crap. I mean crap by their standards. I think you look at the Palace game. They started to panic. After 20 minutes not being one nil up, it starts to become a little bit pullbacks, this, that, and the other. Everyone was torn around, going, they battered him in the second half. They did one shot and target in the second half of that game. He didn't make any changes. It's scattergun. Pep has come out and saying, Oh, yeah, I don't know. I just tried to wear or Sometimes I overthink it. He galaxy brains it. He's going to do it this weekend. He will do something. He'll do something mad. There's no doubt about it. He will do something stupid or mad. He, he might leave Rodri out. He might, he, he might play him and Fernandino leave Bernardo out. He might do something stupid. Whereas we're just going, right, we're going to turn up and be us. And if I agree with, with the lads, someone's going to get polished by us between now and the end of the season. Genuinely, someone is going to get tonked. And Salah's shots are going to start going in again. That's what we do now. The, the psychology of it is huge though. I do, yeah. I do believe that. And I think this is like a, 
you're going in now and we have a real chance to dent them and crash that season. Whereas I think if they beat us, we'll carry on. But I do feel if we beat them, we could completely derail them. Because think about it, right, Gav? If they beat, speaking, right, if they beat us on Sunday, we can make changes and go and beat them in the FA Cup. If we beat them on Sunday, there's not a lot they can change to go and beat us in the semi-final at Wembley. There's yeah. not a lot they can do. That They're looking threadbare at the moment. They might get Diaz back for the out, but like, I, I echo Emmett's sentiment. I think Laporte's a better player than him anyway. I think I think Diaz is 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 rolling the team is is far overstated. So I do feel that momentum is on our side. Like, like a reference for Kev, this is Formula One. This is you're going into Q two. You're finishing Q two. You know you have miles in the tank. Q three, you're going out and bursting the arse over, and then you're ready to go for the race. And I do feel like we are just ticking over. And there's no. We don't need a team talk on Sunday. This no. team has been true enough together. <coughs> they know their job on Sunday. When don't be beaten. Is the first is the first bit of it, Shani. Don't be beaten. You know what would be great, Gav? And I've been vehemently against them ever since the show and all started. The, the talk is that the stuff is coming around with Salah. Yeah, this talk that there's been some sort of a, a breakthrough in negotiation, so to speak. Now, nobody of any know has really said it, but. The, David Lynch said today that it looks like that there's going to be a compromise. How good would it be if on Saturday morning or Friday night or Saturday night they announced his contract? Mm. And he bounces out with the Eddie head and just fucking yeah. goes rasher. Yeah. 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 And he thought <laughs> where he might be going and this might be the end and he comes out, Salah signing on and he's good to go. These little things like that, like you know what I mean. I am getting so horny sitting here. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, you're always horny. You're the hell yeah, no, it, it's like we we can Sunday is the is the launch pad, and I genuinely believe that if we were to win it, good luck to the rest of them. As as Gerard said all them years ago, all the best. Yeah, Kev. Mm. How are you feeling for Sunday, early doors? I know you'll do a preview on Friday, but yeah. just how are you feeling, early doors? Really looking forward to it because I think the press conferences this week are going to be unreal. The idea that what Pep blew up in his press conference last week, uh, they say the managers don't pay any attention to the media and they don't pay any attention to podcasts. Pep is watching all of it. Where did all this stuff come out about that he overthinks stuff? He was reeling off all the stuff that we've been saying for ages. And he was reeling it off. I hope he's he's sat in the comments. He's he's really yeah, well, 40% of the people that watch this don't subscribe. Maybe he's just uh, watching yes, he in the long grass. Like and subscribe. Watch it, grow up, you childish fucker. <laughs> but I guarantee it, he pays attention to everything. That blow-up that he had last week about he overthinks things, he wants to play with 12 men, this and that. Where did all that come from? What's all that about? I'm looking forward to those. I'm looking forward to seeing the lineups because I wonder if Klopp will do something along the lines of a 4-4-2 and play with Diaz wide and maybe more wide and Bobby and Jota dropping in like two tens to create an absolute madness. Make Pep play a different way. Stop him from playing out from the back. Make them go along and change the way the game is played. 
I honestly think the Klopp is just going to do something different. He's, I don't see us playing 4-3-3. I really don't. I honestly think you'll go and take the game on and take the game to City. And they had their best chance to beat us in the first half at Anfield. They were really good and they really dominated us. You know, and they should have put us away and they didn't. Because when we got to grips with it and came out in the second half and got it back to and took the point, we were we were I think we, we came out of that game better than what they did. It was only a draw, but we came out a lot more confident. And I just think the Klopp will have something like, something special for this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. Can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it too. And uh, even more so now um, because what we've decided now, if we win this on Sunday, while well, well, City are getting launched in um, all sorts of competitions, which I'm absolutely bang up for. Um, 50 minutes in, we better talk about this guy, um, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Now, if you are of the belief that Trent Alexander is limited uh, defensively, or when you get an argument thrown at you, are going, yeah, you can pass, but oh, can he defend? This was brought to me um, today by, in our Telegram group, a guy named Conrad, who said, um, from his sins, I, I, he said for his sins, but he's, he was listening to um, the football terrace, and Terry over there was saying that Trent is world-class, but he feels that um, defensively, He's a bit liable to be, um, you know, uh, targeted and you get some change out of him and stuff like that. And uh, Conrad wasn't um, happy whatsoever. He said, can you bring it up and ask your guests tonight how good you think Trent Alexander-Arnold is, right? Now, before any of them lads speak, I'm going to tell you he's the best right back in the world. No arguments. I don't give a fuck who you want to bring up. He is the best right back in the world because... If you can play that high up the pitch and do what he does and still be in a fucking team that concedes about 20 goals in a fucking league season, you have to be absolutely exceptional. But going forward and defensively, it's a myth that he's poor defensively. He doesn't get dragged out of position very often. He doesn't get beaten very often. And it's actually getting to the stage that when he's getting beaten... It's highlighted. Do you remember like when people used to, when, when um, your man dribbled by Virgil van Dijk and then Virgil picked him up and fucked him into the Anfield road end and it was like, oh, look at the stat. He, he dribbled past Virgil. I, now, I don't know what the lads are going to say about, um, about Trent Alexander-Arnold when I asked him, but I tell you now, he is a generational talent. He will probably go down, in my opinion, he will end up in the top five all-time Liverpool players for me. Genuinely. And what he does has changed right back, I think, along with what Klopp has, you know, put upon him to do. The assists, the odd goal, um, the passing range. He hit a couple last night that are just out of this world. This is a fella that's been off for two weeks because he had a bit of a hamstring injury. And I genuinely think he's a, genuinely a genu- generational talent. I think he's the best right back in the world. And I think he will go back down as... I think you'll end up in the top five Liverpool players of all time. Emma, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Fully agree. Generational talent. I, like you said there that other teams target him. I don't, I don't think they target Trent. I think they target the space behind him when he's, when he's actually pushed forward. Yeah. Um, so it's, they're not actually targeting him. He has something like, I think in the Premier League, it's 55 clean sheets out of 155 games. Um, tackles like tackle success in the 60s or early 70s, I think. Um, yeah, 
Um, he doesn't like your. I'm not going to say your stereotypical right back or your wing back uh, gets forward or gets to the byline across it. Trent can put a ball into the box from anywhere. Um, and you, and you saw that last saw that last night with the ball to to Diaz. Unbelievable. Um, the closest thing to him or the, the closest thing that he is is to po- possibly Beckham with his deliveries. But again, I think Beckham kind of maybe got further up the pitch. Trent will stick a ball on your head from his own half or just inside his own half. Um, he has, like you said, I think revolutionised the, the position itself. 44 assists he has in 155 games. The closest, I think, I had a look earlier on when you when you said what we were going to be talking about. I think the, the closest to him is Dan Petrescu in the Chelsea team. He's like 216 games and 33 assists. But nobody else, and that's in the Premier League ever, nobody else comes anywhere near him in terms of his, his contribution uh, going forward. So, yeah, best, I think, right back in the league ever. Uh, he's probably he's the best right back in the league, or sorry, best right back in the world at the moment, um, and possibly like you look who he goes up against to be the best right back in the world ever, and there are some big names in there, but he wouldn't be uncomfortable in that company, I don't think either. So yeah, generational talent for me, unbelievable player, and I agree with what you just said there as well. He he will wind up being one of Liverpool's best ever players. He just them numbers are just insane. You know, and I'm and, and like we're talking about like when you put even when you put up lists of um assists over three seasons in the Premier League and he's literally neck and neck with Kev De Bruyne, who is fucking an outstanding footballer, playing in a team that wins as much as we do, but playing like literally in the other team's half all the time. Now I know Trent does, but Kevin De Bruyne doesn't have to run back and defend against the winger at the same time. You know, and you can't have a defence. You just simply cannot have a defence that concedes that m- amount of goals, i.e. fuck all, when you're in, in the grand scheme of things, without both your fullbacks being good defensively. It's impossible. They can, if, if they go forward and throw balls in the box all day and they're conceding five at the other end, there's no point in them. But they're doing the job at the other end as well. I just think it's. I think they. I think he's absolutely unbelievable. Shawnee, Trent, twenty three. I think he probably has four or five years to go until he actually reaches his prime, and he's walking around like he owns the place because he's. I'm just amazed at some of the stuff he does. I really am. That ball for Diaz last night, when he hit the so fucking hard high up in the air, and he, he makes a drop with top spin onto the fella's head. It's just madness. I'm gonna tell you a little thing, right? And I'm going. To- I'm going, I'm going broad with this, right? At 23 years of age, name a player in any side that's had the same impact as him. Think of the names you're going to be naming now, right? Two off the top of your head straight away. Uh, Messi. Messi and Ronaldo. Ever. Ever. Well, I wouldn't even put Ronaldo in that space. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Messi. Um, Mbappe, currently. Yeah. Rooney, are you probably? Yeah, are you Rooney, Rooney, yeah, no problem with that. Uh, Gerard, R9. Not even Gerard. R9. Gerard, Gerard at 23. And Gerard was 23, Gabby, <clears throat> he wasn't as good as Trent. No, but I'm saying at, at, at 23, Gerard, I think he's, he's made captain at Liverpool. Um, he's part of the treble win inside in 2001. Um, Would a 23 year old Gerard be the captain of this Liverpool team, do you reckon? Um, no. No, I don't think so. 
Trent is fucking ridiculous. It's it's astounding how good he is. Genuinely, it's I I could go on about him all day. Like you were saying, Gav, you're probably thinking four or five years before this fella is at his peak. Maldini is a show from Super. Maldini's a great show. But Maradona. uh, Right. So then do you know what? We'll I can even I'll go again in his favour then, right? Name a fully accomplished player who was peak defensively at twenty three years of age. I'll forget it. Um Danny Alves was getting roasted at Sevilla at that age. Jordi Alba getting roasted. Like this fella is only gonna grow and he won't even stay there, I don't think. He just plays Michael Owen is a show. Michael Owen. Giggs is a show, yeah. Uh, defensively, <clears throat> even Sergio Ramos at that age was playing at fullback. He wasn't no. all that. He was being blooded to be the, the centre-back that he became. Lad, you know, he's you're struggling. There is no one else. There really is. Maldini, un- that's it. He's unbelievable. Genuine, like, how, many, how many times have you just... You're looking again, and you kind of laugh to yourself a little bit when he does the, the, the raking balls. The, the one last night when he lets the ball run through his legs and it's forced. <laughs> well, Laura Duffy says here, Shani, only one Liverpool player has a better assist to appearance ratio than Trent, and it's Kenny Dalglish. Yeah, God's sake. People are throwing in Philip Lamb. Philip Lamb is a defender. Philip Lamb is a believe, but he don't get me wrong, a fucking Great brilliant player. player. He was a vanilla fullback. He was vanilla. He stayed yeah. there. They're, they're comparing that that stocking off Chelsea to him, Reese James. He's playing in a back back five. Yeah, yeah. So he has stabilizers on. Trent, they're all going. At, like, Trent is honestly unbelievable. From the minute he stepped into the team, he never lost his place. Never. Yeah. He gets roasted at his debut at Old Trafford. Doesn't phase him. No, he doesn't. He, he's he, going to go. He's he, going to go. No, he, he makes his first appearance at Old Trafford and does okay. He gets he, he gets roasted between him and Lovren, if you remember. Yeah. Um, when they're flinging balls at was it Lukaku at United? Was it Lukaku that far back? And Look, he, he gets he's caught. He's going to go on to be one of the greatest players this club has ever produced. No doubt about it. He's he's twenty three and he's won a all. Genuinely, you hear the way Neville and all goes on about him. They know. They've never seen the likes of him again. And long may it continue that Southgate completely wastes him, wastes him at international mm-hmm. level. Because mm-hmm. Trent is a maverick. He's a he's maverick. Not, he's not brave enough to play him. And, uh, and, and the, funny it, is, it, the funny thing yeah. is, the funny thing is, Shani, with, with Southgate, right? The way he treated Trent Alexander Arnold actually going yeah. back a while ago, really. Well, just I'll end Southgate here and one, right? There's a, there's a famous NBA coach called Phil Jackson. He's, he's literally, he's famed for being one of the greatest coaches of all time across all sports, right? And he had Dennis Rodman. Now, Dennis Rodman was a type of player where nobody knew where he played. He played like he played like a centre, but he was a powerful. He played all over, and then they tried to turn around to say to, to, to Phil Jackson, why don't you play him? And his words was, you don't put a saddle on a stallion. And th- th- that's exactly... What Trent is is you just let him do whatever the fuck he wants. He want he just happens to stay there when we're when we're not in possession. He's beside his mate there, Matt up or whoever it is, and look we look after. It. You stay up there, guy. We were at the game. He's standing on the halfway line. 
He's not running. He's nobody's in the middle of the pitch. Nobody. Uh, was anyone balling him? No. Because he's a maverick. He's literally told, you go out and do whatever. Obviously, there's a system, but Trent, look, when you go on it, just do your thing. Look how natural that pass is to him last night. And, and the, the one for the one for Diaz where it just comes at him quick, touch, no backlift, and bang. And it's he not like the same one to Jota. He yeah. does the one he does the one to Jota. He, he gives that one to Jota uh, against Arsenal in yeah. the league. Yeah. It's but the, but the thing is like it there's there's no thinking involved. It's not like he has to set him out, get his foot like get get it out of his feet, have a look. It's just like touch and bang. It's it's ridiculous. And Diaz doesn't have to alter his run, doesn't have to slow no. down, doesn't have Perfection, to... Yeah. It's, 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 it's literally going, you run in a line at X miles an hour in that direction and I will literally put it in front of you. And that's why Diaz is able to head it across the goal because he's not stretching, he's not thinking. It's like, fuck me, what a ball that is. I'm just going to head it in there for that guy. It's it's unbelievable. And when it comes to Selke, you know, people will say, I think he's not brave enough to play him. And I don't mean he's not brave enough to play him in the sense that, oh, are you saying he's weak at the back and he, he Trent or uh, Southgate doesn't he played like him that. in midfield, didn't he? No, he, yeah, he has played him in midfield. He's not brave enough to play him because, right? He won't get out of Trent in that England team what Liverpool get out of him because he doesn't, d- despite what you see and all the evidence, he will not let his fullbacks fly like that and actually come back and defend. He wants them to be defended all the time. Watch England. Their fullbacks are always in shape. Um, the two boys in midfield, Royce and, and whoever it might be, were always in shape. And the thing is, and if you're, there's not a fucking hope in hell, Reese James or whoever else wants thinks he can play right back for England gets in ahead of him if you're actually being a realist about football. But having said that, Garrett, sorry, sorry, Garrett Southgate, Garrett Southgate treated him appallingly when he dropped him out of a squad and made open comments about him, which was fucking appalling what he'd done. And if I was Trent, I'd be nearly saying to him, do you know what? Piss off. When you leave the England job, I'll come back and play for him. Because he's 10 years. He has time on his side over Gareth Southgate. It was an absolute bellend. They're running out of people to compare him to. First, there was your man, wan who can't even get a game. Ah, stop it with you. And it's Reese James. And then they're going, no, he's not a fullback. He's not a fullback. He, he doesn't play fullback. He, Look at where he is on the pitch. So we'll start comparing him to Kevin De Bruyne and the likes and all the rest of them. And he, he stacks up to them. Yeah. He's 23 years of age and they're talking about this fella in the same limelight as Marcelo, Danny Alves. These are the conversations that are being had. Do you understand how high of a level that is? It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. They call Flanagan the Scouse Cafe. Remember that? Yeah. Because he'd yeah. have a good year. This, this that was mad, is, wasn't it? He's ridiculous. Do you know what? And I have mates who hate Liverpool and they always go, Jesus Christ, Trent is just fucking stupid. The Beckham thing is great. Beckham was limited, but a great delivery. I think Trent has more to his game than... Beckham than never needed pace. See, that was the thing with Beckham. He never needed the pace. He just needed half a yard. Yeah. Uh, and you look at... End up. Yeah, you look at Trent, though. I mean, the, the ball last night, not the first one, because he's done that a few times. He, that's almost like a stock trade cross into the box for him these days. The one where he was, he stumbled and he put more, th- and he put more through. Hmm. That deserved the goal. That ball deserved the finish. Like, I, you know, you, where you're willing a goal to go in because the ball to him was so good. That was one of those. And that was crazy. But, in world football now, Hakimi is probably 
the closest to him. But it's a distant second because Hakimi isn't a great defender. He's very good going forward, but he, he's not a great defender. Joe Cancelo is a fantastic fullback. He really is a fantastic fullback. Brilliant footballer. But again, Trent has more to his game. He can do what Joe Cancelo does, but he's also got that whip delivery, that set-piece speciality. He needs to improve his free kicks. You know, he's he's... he's he needs to do a bit better from there, but that'll come. You look at James Ward-Prowse now. He's a ridiculous free kick taker, but he's 27, 28, and he's honed his craft over the years. Trent will do the same. He will stumble across a way somehow in training of hitting a ball from a free kick, and he'll just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, and it, he'll start scoring goals from free kicks in the same way as he hits brilliant crosses from corners. He it will just he'll just do it because he's that te- he's technically that brilliant. The idea that he can't that he isn't quick, he's quick enough. You know, he, he's quick enough that he can cover space, and he's better he's better at appreciating space this season than he ever was. Because before he would always get you know some sides would target him with a crossfield ball over the top. His awareness and spatial awareness of where he is in the pitch. So much better this season as compared to previous years. And there are leaps and bounds, jumps that he's making year on year on year. And you could see the talent was there when he made his debut in the Audi Cup against Frank Ribery. That was still a Frank Ribery who was still very good. He still had a couple of more years left at Bayern. In that, um, in, and Trent was only a kid. And he was living with Frank Ribery that day. So you could see the talent that was there. And no manager in their right mind is going to drop him. It's just a case of, in time, when the next manager comes in, they're going to have to accommodate him the way that Jurgen Klopp has and almost build a team around two or three players. And Trent is one of those two or three players to get the absolute best out of them. And It's almost like it ain't broke, don't fix it. Whoever tries to manage him, this is the best way to get the best out of this kid. And don't mess with it. Like Gav, you were saying there about it when he plays for England. He's never going to be able to re- reproduce his Liverpool form for England because of the players who are around him. They just don't read what he does. And he doesn't read what they do. Because the way yeah. that this Liverpool it's an, out, it's an outlook thing, Kev. Yeah, you it know? is. They, like, he just like, looks up and sees that crossfield ball to Robertson because he doesn't even look now. He just knows, right, Robos should be there. So I trust that he's going to be there. Yeah, but he doesn't the thing, even bother. But the thing about anymore. the thing about England is right. Forget about England. No, no. Just, but the thing is right. <laughs> if, if you want to play to your, if you want to play to your potential and play to your, play to your strengths, right? You probably turn around. And you say to yourself, in an England team, this would be me. I'd be making sure I had Trent playing. I would probably have Phil Foden ahead of him, and I would have Harry Kane in the box. And if you can get Trent feeding Phil Foden and Harry Kane on a regular like he does with Salah and whoever's in the middle of the in, in the middle of the goal i.e. Diaz Jota whatever England will be a much better side but anyway you're probably right Sean you fucked them um, because <laughs> listen if they don't want to play the game oh, don't want to play the game the chat is full of palm bots on my tongue about Trent just yeah. saying yeah well they, they had to go they had to go um, look I think he's just a phenomenal player and, and you know some you I think it was Sean, he said he's never lost his place in the team. We've seen players come into this team and squad for big money 
and they've been integrated in slowly. Trent turns up at 17 or whatever it is, gets a game, and it's like he's always there. It's like there was no integration. It was he's in. He's fucking great, isn't he? Playing, and he just knew it. And he and, and probably because he come up through the ranks and he knows the way and stuff like that. But it's it's um, it's a ridiculous it's level of it's, fitness it's, as well. It's it's a brilliant football career so far. Um, he's twenty two years of age. We're probably used to him now for probably five years, four or five years, and we're probably looking at him for another ten. Someone says, "Do you, do you think he'll ever leave?" Um. He did uh, say that his second favourite team was Barcelona. I don't ever see him leaving Liverpool Football Club. I think in the next three to four years, he'll end up being captain of Liverpool. I'm a captain until the day he was worse. A bit like Steven Gerrard. Um, but he's absolutely um, he's absolutely unbelievable, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Just on mention, yeah. mentioning Steven Gerrard there, because Sean, he said, I don't think Gerrard was this good at 22. Definitely wasn't. So... Trent is already this good. If he can improve as much as Gerard did from when Gerard was twenty two, he's gonna be absolutely scary. In yeah, the next five, at twenty two, I think that's around two thousand and two. Gerard has had that big game in Germany. Do you remember for England qualifying for the two thousand and two yeah. World Cup? And he's just on the edge of you know, absolutely dominating this Liverpool side. And it probably comes when he's probably twenty three. 24 maybe where he really got and then you see the European Cup in 2005 and you see everything from there on in but um, listen you'll be having arguments over who's better overall for Liverpool Gerrard or, or Trent and if you're going to have if you think you're going to have that argument that's how good Trent Alexander-Arnold is because Gerrard Barnes Daglish and one or two others always come into the conversation as who are the best and if Trent is in that conversation he is a fucking ridiculous footballer end of story Um we're going ahead now in a minute. Um, anything else before we go, Kev? No, all good. Looking forward to the Masters starting now. Tomorrow, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Australian Grand Prix as well. Mm-hmm. you got to get no sleep, man, this weekend. Oh, can I tell you a great story, Kev? National as well. Can I tell you a great story? Yes, yeah, I downloaded right. Formula 1 2021 on my Xbox, right? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Comes free on Game Pass, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I last drawn, and um, I was telling Veranda Cheese and Shawnee, I fucking hate this game, it's stupid. The, the car doesn't even steer or anything, it's stupid. Okay. So anyway, I, I kind of got into it, done a career mode, but you can do this thing where you play like six, seven laps as a Grand Prix rather than doing the whole lot. So you can get through the career mode. I hit the wrong button the other night going into the Azerbaijan race, right? Hit the wrong button between qualifying and the race. And when it came on, I took off from the to start live and I'm about three laps in going right a couple of laps left this is grand looked up lap three of 51 I had I had to hit the wrong button I was there for an hour and 20 minutes racing around Azerbaijan my eyes were fucking killing me by the end of it yeah, and then I was thinking nightmare myself, circuit on those imagine, games as well because it's a street circuit yeah imagine the, the oh. imagine the people driving these fucking cars and I was wrecked sitting on my sofa playing it you see the um, new camera angle they got now and decided it's like a helmet it's like a helmet oh, cam but it's on yeah, the yeah loves them Amazing! It is ridiculous. The yeah. Formula One season this year is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Just talking about the uh, the uh, F one game there, Gav. There's actually a group of Irish lads that do kind of a Twitch. Oh, like that. Have you watched them? <laughs> and they are losing the rag at each other. Yeah. These lads, they're like, famous on TikTok, and it's like, yeah. you fucking prick, friend. You're not not your chance to overtake, friend. You fucking prick. Quit the game. I'm gonna crash into them. It's the, literally, it got me uh, to have to, You'll have to, um, you'll have to. I'll send you on a few, yeah. Yeah, point me in the direction of them. I will find them up on Twitter, actually, really. I could do it watching them again. They're, they're <laughs> absolutely brilliant. 
it's bonkers how serious people take that game. Like that, that the, I didn't realize how big the Formula One esports is. Just these lads who are actually. Like, oh, you just know that they have the suspended seat and the and the yeah. The no, you need it. At home in the bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Kev, you might know better than me. Some of these lads were test drivers for actual Formula One teams. Is that right? I'm not sure about the games. I know the esports is nuts because there's a lot of people now using esports to get into. Formula 3 and Formula 4 yeah. and working their way out yeah. that way. There's one guy who's won eSports Formula 1 World Series events and he's racing in Formula 3. He got a seat in Formula 3 because of what he's done in eSports. And and he said the transition wasn't... Uh, he was already involved in driving and karting and stuff like that. But he said the transition into the higher levels wasn't as bad uh, wasn't as difficult for him as other drivers because of what he's done in esports you know it's it's the esports in formula 1 is massive it's a massive industry in its own right yeah, well, football is huge fifa is huge obviously but esports in formula 1 is getting bigger and bigger and bigger as the years go by well I'm having, I'm having, having, the game is so realistic I, yeah i'm having a great time on on the formula 1 but then of course, I went on to play Warzone and they got rid of Plunder again. They keep doing it every four days just to fucking annoy me. So when I go on for a game, I have to play big boys games and I'm not good at it, so I just <laughs> tore it off. Um, Emma, anything else before we go? No, no, all good. Roll on the weekend. Good stuff, good stuff. Shawnee, anything else before we go? Just to let you know, last night me and Keith had a massive conversation about our favourite bar of chocolate. Um, all sorts went off on a tangent last night at the end of the show, but um, Keith didn't play the Tim Whistler or anything like that, so don't, don't panic. Um, anything else from Shawnee before we go? No, just the show goes on. This this day and next week, we'll... Uh, oh, I can't, can't even begin <laughs> I can't believe me doing podcasts. Don't ask me on till May, will you not? <laughs> no, I have to. So, okay, it's just, I, I, we always talk about it in the WhatsApp mod. I am not built for this, honestly. I, like I said, I'm going to be like Dustin Hoffman again in the bed tonight, just <laughs> rattling off. Like, they're going to be shaking like a leaf in the bed. She'll be looking at me going, has he got something going on on the side or something? I'm yeah. just thinking about Liverpool. Yeah. Like, thinking about these games and how they're going to play out. It's like when you're lying in bed beside your missus and, and you have the WhatsApp group open with the lads and there's something mental going on. Just the shoulders are shaking, aren't they, in the bed? And, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, oh, you have to get out of bed. I have to leave the room because I'd be in fits laughing. Um, someone, uh, says, someone says... Can uh, you uh, Southern, Southern Rayless is when I have a bleeding cup of tea or something and chill himself out there. Cup of biscuits. He's going to yeah. give himself a bleeding heart attack. Yeah, you want to give... You, yeah. Can't enjoy relax. this. Herschel says, says um, Gav, watch your... Gamer tag for Warzone. I'm not telling you. Um, but if, <laughs> if, if you go in, Sean, he knows it. If you go in, if you go into her Telegram app, if you go into her Telegram tell app, what it is and why. Just go on before we go. Oh, for fuck's sake, right? So, so I'm no good at these games. Never played them before until Warzone come out. So I'm probably playing it what a year, about a year. Um, the lads will like, come on and play Warzone. So I came on. I'm terrible at it no i'm actually a bit better now but i was appalling at it. i couldn't like touring the fella left and right looking up and down shooting all over the place but in fairness to lisa shawnee call um ma uh, brenzy they used to come on and go listen we know you're absolutely like awful but come on and we play anyway but i got to the stage where i was playing and i get shot and i'd be out and they could buy it back in but i was telling them not to because i was sitting eating crisps watching them playing it was great and um 
but the, I ended up calling myself Lukey Sky Shooter. And the reason <laughs> being, uh, it was a play on um, that guy from Star Wars. What's his name? Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. But I call myself Lukey Sky Shooter because in one game, the uh, one of the lads shouted at me. I'll never forget it. We were in Warzone. It was in Verdansk. It was down by the school. I'm standing on the street. And one of the lads said, fuck this. Here's a fella landing in. Because you'll hear it over your ear, you know, um, fucking enemy nearby. And I just don't pointed me gun into the sky and emptied the thing up into the sky, shooting at nobody. Your man landed beside me and just went pop <laughs> and dummy. So I changed my name that day to Lukey Sky Shooter. So that's my name on um that's my name on Warzone if you want to look me. Gav has a hundred kills on Warzone, most of them are boards flying over the map. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'd be texting lads going, like they go, uh, oh yeah, I've done this and I came fucking I won Warzone or I won whatever and I'd be going two kills all night happy going to bed and that'd be true like about six games I'd have two kills so um, but it's, look it's all about um, it's all about Gabby, you'll get a few people involved in the discord with the, with the war zone well we're in telegram now it, the telegram app is deadly it's like whatsapp and you go in and you have a great time on it you go in and discord no, with Discord's still there, but the Telegram is what we're using mostly. So if you go into Telegram, we can you can drop in there. You can get it in the um, if you're subscribed. So subscribe. If you're subscribed, go into the uh, community tab. You'll find the link for the leveler um, slash. Uh, you download the Telegram app. Go in there, get the link. You sign up. You can sign up for absolutely free or two ninety nine. Same difference, but the two ninety nine goes to charity. We don't. We're paying for this app to be used, and that goes to charity. But you get in there. There's groups there about Liverpool transfers, general Liverpool, the shows that we do, the merch that we do, and people can talk about whatever. So if you want to um, come in and get people's wars on tags and go in and play with them, absolutely. I'm getting off the news. Before you go, it looks like Lampard is getting sacked. No way. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's Sammy incoming. Okay. Everyone um, bought an emergency meeting over the future of Lamp- Frank Lampard. No decision has been made yet. So Duncan's going to get it. Duncan's going to get yeah, it. Yeah, they're going to give it to Duncan, aren't they? Big, uh, big, big Sam is on a gravy boat down to Mersey. Yes. Um, no bet made <laughs> tonight. Ask the claimer. No, there's no bet made tonight. Um, I don't know how we done yesterday, but um, check no. out bet mate. It's really good. It's like. Uh, the link is in the description. Yes, it's UK based. You sign up, get your app, go in, play a free pot to see what it's like. Um, it's fantasy football without all the, you know, um, oh, this player's worth this, this, but you're literally picking for certain games and certain sets of games. You're picking teams, picking a starting seven, four on the bench, double points for captains, stuff like that. It's really good. And you're playing, you're only playing against other people like yourself. You're not playing against Betmate themselves. And it's really, really good. So, um, go and check that out. But the Telegram stuff is deadly. There's about 80 of us in there, I think, at the minute. Mm. And, um, talking about all sorts of stuff. People are really good. They're not arseholes in any way. Um, they all talk amongst themselves about all sorts of stuff. And as I said, if people on Xbox or PlayStation or wherever they might be and they want to you know link up it you know away from Telegram and, and play those games absolutely go and check that out as well um, Richo says after 50 years support and everything coming to an end um, well word is now that is uh, Lampard could be on the way out which is weird because they literally turned their main man down to go and get Frank Lampard which is unreal Um Great show this evening, guys. Always love Shawnee's passion for his team. Shawnee's shaking like a shitting dog. Don't worry about it. Um, and he will do until about the 20 fucking 8th of May. Um, that has been it. 
Um, thanks for sticking with us for an hour and 20 minutes. As I said, tomorrow I'll have the cop update. We have a tomorrow night off, I think. And Friday I'll have the cop update and sports unplugged. Saturday we're off. Sunday we will we will have an immediate reaction to Man City versus Liverpool and we will then have the fat back for as well that evening. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.